Coming up, ticket scams at the expense of Disney cast members. Chef Mickey's had quite the weekend. And exciting news from the D23 Expo. Plus, our final installment of Beyond the Parks this week, focusing on Adventures by Disney, Backstage Magic. All that and much more ahead on this edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 632 for the week of July 30th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney World, Disneyland, and Disney Cruise Line vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged. I uh, Coming to you from the Bob Varley studio here in Orlando, Florida, I am Dustin West, your host, filling in this week for Pete Werner, who of course... We miss and uh, wish would uh, come back soon. Um, but I am joined by my fabulous team here. We have John Magi. Fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> Kevin Close. <laughs> Teresa Eccles. And Kathy Whirling. Hi, guys. Bunny Welcome lover. back, Kathy. It's been a little while. Yeah, it has yeah. been. Back in the production nook, we do have our associate producers, Craig Williams and Sean Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there they are. That's them. That's them. Well, we have a we have a interesting show today. Of course, we're doing our news show now, and then we do our adventures by Disney um, portion of the Beyond the Parks after this. But I want to get uh, right into it, guys. Unless we have anything else we want to talk about, I want to kind of get in the housekeeping. I got quite a few things. Oh. Okay. All well, yours. Well, first, does anybody have any housekeeping? No. I just want to mention real quick, if you're coming for a visit to Florida, Walt Disney World, anytime in the next couple of weeks, please, please be careful of the heat. Yeah. It has been brutal. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, uh, this seems to be the worst that I can remember in a really long time. Yeah. So I just, you know, drink plenty of water, take it easy. You know, we don't want you to get sick while you're on vacation. Water for sure, because... That was sweet. It's like yeah. you care about people. That was just really sweet. <laughs> Teresa was giving me eyes... You'd be tempted to just drink Coke in the parks, but right, yeah. you know, just water. drink water. Drink water, stay cool, go in the shade. Go out at 3 o'clock. Take breaks. <laughs> cool. Anything else, guys? Thank you for that, John. Well, I have a few things in housekeeping. Of course, I want to mention our um, Give Kids the World Diz meets that are happening across the country. Um, we have the Nova Scotia meet, which is happening on the weekend of August 11th. We also have the Indianapolis uh, Diz meet for Give Kids the World is happening on the weekend of September 7th. And we have our Delaware meet that's happening on the weekend of November 1st. You're looking at me like... I'm just I'm, sitting I'm here. crazy. Good Lord, y'all. Uh, no, I'm just listening. It's all good. Okay. I'm excited about them all. Good, good. Um, I also want to mention uh, the Disneyland version of our podcast. Um, of course, if you go to the Diz Unplugged or disunplug.com you'll see a big green button that says Disneyland version and that's the show that features Tom Bell Tony Spatel Nancy Johnson Mary Jo Willie and Michael Bowling and uh, coming up on Thursday August 1st they have new shows every Thursday uh, coming up on Thursday August 1st uh, Mary Jo and Tony are going to be talking about visiting Old Town San Diego and then the team is also helping Dizzer John Thompson plan his upcoming trip to Disneyland and the D23 Expo. So that's what's coming up this week on the uh, Disneyland version of our show. You guys should definitely check it out again. Go to DizUnplugged.com. 
com or go to iTunes. You can search for uh, Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition and subscribe to them there. I also want to remind people, too, that the Disneyland Edition is also sponsored by Dreams Unlimited Travel. And we can book your Disneyland vacation as well. So okay. if you'd wow. like to uh, have a Disneyland quote, you can write to me, John at DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com, and I will help you out. And they just came out with a discount for Disneyland. They today. did. That's going to be my rapid fire. Oh, sorry. That's okay. It's like a tease. <laughs> well, I have a little something uh, uh, different today. Um, just I have a couple, couple emails that I want to read. Ooh, we haven't done that yeah. in a while. Um, but... Um, I think we should probably go into the news first, and then I'll do one of those after the news. All right. Yeah. Oh, I get caught off guard. Sorry. All right. It's okay. Our first news story. Walt Disney World ticket scam targets Disney cast members. Yet another theme park ticket scam is in the news, but this one involved unsuspecting Disney cast members. Scammers are approaching Disney employees and asking them to purchase tickets using their employee discounts. WFTV Channel 9 Eyewitness News in Orlando investigative reporter Christopher Heath has uncovered an elaborate operation that preys on unsuspecting employees to buy discounted tickets. It's a plan that recently cost two Disney cast members their jobs. Ready for this? Pancho Guma was a Disney cast member from Botswana who became friends with a man in Orlando who turned out to be an illegal ticket broker. I'm friends with a Nigerian prince. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, open only an email. That's a whole different news story. The man asked Guma and one of his fellow cast members, Sarona Moabi, also from Botswana, to purchase tickets for him using their cast member discount. The man was only known to the, to the pair as David, no last name. Guma says he was never paid for the tickets. Both Guma and Sarona were fired from Disney's Animal Kingdom when park officials found out what happened. Guma told WFTV that he, quote, didn't even know he was targeting me and that he didn't know the gentleman was a scammer. Uh, It is against Disney policy for cast members to resell discounted cast ticket media. Well, of course, he, but he didn't sell it to him. It sounds like he was had a friend and he was trying to help out a friend. You know, I got to tell you, this story is a little fishy. Yeah, it is. A little short on the details. Yeah, I mean, it's like... First of all, we only know him as David, but he was a friend of ours, and he was going to pay me, but he didn't pay me. It seems really, doesn't it seem strange? Well, so Teresa. What? I'm listening. I was going to like, respond. Um, so the little dude from Botswana, he... It's Guma. David is his friend. Pancho. Well, he was until he scammed him. <laughs> Maybe stated details. Of so let me get this straight. She's recapping for you. <laughs> so, so you, okay, but it sounds. It just sounds. You guys are there. There's some past cast members right. here. I, I'm one of them. What would you do if someone came up to you and said, "Please buy me tickets at a cast discount"? Well, if they weren't a relative of yours or a very close right, friend. Right, exactly. And that's that's the thing here is clearly not they weren't that close friends, but he didn't even know his last name. Yeah, I do more vetting than just know his first name is David. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's got a whole list of things he wants to know. First. Yeah, there's an yeah. interview process. But he wouldn't say no. But he couldn't just, it be criteria. Couldn't it be because he was from another country and he thought he was trying to be I mean, I don't know how Make much friends. do they tell you He has I a know, first and last name. David should too. <laughs> But you know what I mean? I know that they tell you you're not supposed to do that. But since he was, like, from Africa and he didn't sound like he had a real good grasp of English, 
could that have been part of it? I mean, that's not, you know, like absolving him from doing that, but it's like he they found like the weakest person they could right. get the to limpy summon. gazelle on the yeah. The limping gazelle. Oh, yes. The lion goes after. That's yeah. always the one the lion goes after. The yes. limping gazelle. Yeah. gazelle the That's weakest so one in the pride. It, mm-hmm. I know, uh, like Sean said, you know, I have a, a little more criteria that I need. I mean, if this guy genuinely thought that he was making a friend and he was just helping out a friend, I could understand it. But like you said, they, him and another cast member got fired. So it, and and it's saying that that's because you know it's against the their policy for cast members to resell those tickets. Well, he never got he, he never got paid for it, so he never technically sold it. So it sounds to me like even though it is fishy, that he might have genuinely thought he was just helping out a friend, even if that wasn't a very close friend. Do you think Disney would fire you for one instance instance of that? Do you yeah. think that would be an all or nothing type for, of thing? For the internationals, um, they have to take that kind of stuff really seriously because of all the different um, work visa stuff. I think if this was a full-timer that had been there for 25 years, it might be a different story. You think? Does Teresa need an assistant? I'm sure that Pancho Guma would No. (laughs) I could use an assistant. Pancho. Kelvin, who works at Universal, um, he had a friend that worked in his department that lost their job because he had um, given tickets to somebody who in turn... Sold them, and they traced it back. And yeah, and he w- had been there for twenty some years. Wow! And it was a you know, but he didn't know that his friend was going to sell them. So, but well, I mean, we're very careful about you know. Yeah, I got to know for sure you're going to use that ticket, or you know, did Kelvin know his last name? Yes, he did. But I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> was it Kuma? Yeah. Part of with Universal, I know. I mean, I know how Disney's policy works too. Universal, if you're going to buy them your ticket, you have to stand there with them at the gate. So, like, anytime I would buy someone tickets, you know, if I let them in, I'm going to be right there and make sure that they go in. They don't have a chance to run away once they get their ticket. Right. So, it's it's all about being smart. If you're a cast member and you're going to buy someone else a ticket, don't let them just walk away. Stand there with them. Make sure they go in. And then you're safe. As a Disney cast member, you have... I, I, I think this is right. You have two options. You can either main gate somebody in, which is a complimentary ticket for, uh, I think, three people. And that, you do need to walk them through the gate, like Craig just said. But you can also go on to the online uh, Disney cast member store and buy discounted mm-hmm. tickets, I believe. And that's that's a, a that's different what story. David and Goomba did? Yeah. Yeah. He's not from Super Mario Brothers. That's uh, Goomba. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Goomba. Get it right. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Yeah. Well, moving on to our next news story. Broken window causes relocation of Chef Chef Mickey's. On July 25th, guests at Chef Mickey's in the Contemporary Resort at Walt Disney World got a scare around 11 o'clock in the morning. One of the large windows above the restaurant broke and glass fell into the dining area. One of the guests dining that morning, Peter Jones, posted a photo of the broken window on Facebook, stating, quote, Luckily, we had already met all of the chefs when it sounded like hail. We lucked up to see the window crumbling and glass bouncing all over the floor and some tables, Jones added. Staff were great and kept us safe. Uh, Food was available, um, but we left as soon as we saw the storm coming. Chef Mickey's was temporarily uh, operated from the Ballroom of America on the second floor of the resort. Let me read that again. I don't know. 
who wrote this. <laughs> oh, wait, it was me. Chef Mickey's will temporarily, temporarily operate from the ballroom of America on the second floor of the resort while the repair is being made. Something about that doesn't sound as fun as being in Chef Mickey's. It certainly does not. <laughs> being in a convention ballroom. Exactly. Um, um, we've had some really violent storms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if this is just, you know, climate a change. Bad <laughs> climate change. I don't know if it's just a bad window or a bad storm because we've had we got caught in one the other day that felt like we were in a tornado. We had hail hitting the car. The we actually have is, the thunder is unbelievably yeah. loud yeah, this week. We have way. dents yeah. in our hood from hail. Wow. wow. Hail dents. Hail dents. Wow. I I haven't heard any reports of anybody having been injured from this. I mean, I can only imagine what it was like. You'd... Yeah, we haven't had anybody out golfing in these storms this year. No, we yeah, haven't. Usually we must that. have thinned the herd by now. Yeah. <laughs> usually you get the reports of somebody being in trouble. Um, speaking of golfing, tell them what you heard from Aaron uh, Del Prince, who's here on vacation. Oh, he posted it on the boards the other day. We've had so much rain that they couldn't use the Lake Buena Vista golf course. There was too much water on the course. Hmm. I mean, we don't... I mean, we live... We're elevated, and our backyard slopes a little bit. We had an inch and a half of water just sitting in our backyard the other day. It's the, yeah. the ground is just saturated. Yeah, my my backyard is a is a swamp. Is it? Yeah, it is, and I haven't had a chance to cut the grass, and it and it it won't dry out. So it just the grass keeps growing and oh, growing, yeah. and right. it's just becoming a bog. It's ridiculous. It's just it, it does it hasn't stopped raining. It's kind of blue skies today, but. It's early. So I warned about, you know, the heat. Be careful of the storms, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this sounds like it was hail. Like hail hit the window and it broke. However, those windows have been there forever. Right. A little scary that they're breaking now. Yeah, they've got a... I'm sure they're going to be taking a look at the... Uh, the this strength. is the first time one's ever broken? And shattered yeah, on the Well, they were all replaced with... I was my understanding that they were all replaced with shatterproof glass. Right. Well, apparently, you, I've they been missed lied one. to. They missed one. <laughs> Must have been lied wow. to. All right, and our final news story. Details of D23 Expo include peek behind the curtain of Walt Disney Imagineering. And next month's D23 Expo, the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts Pavilion at the event will give visitors a rare chance to explore the world of Walt Disney Imagineering and see how the innovation for the theme parks happen. Quote, people always want to come to Imagineering, and we constantly get requests for tours. So we thought, instead of bringing everybody to our campus in Glendale, what if we bring Imagineering to people who, so they can visit, so they can visit, explains Dave Fisher, show producer of the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts Pavilion. We've created a huge replica of the Imagineering facade right there in, Anaheim, in the Anaheim Convention Center. And inside is a world of Imagineering. It's focused on what we do and who does it. So you'll see some of the tools and actually get to meet Imagineers. We'll have Imagineers from many departments and disciplines. Uh, many Imagineers have volunteered to come out and meet the fans and show off what they do. We don't usually get to strut our stuff because, as we like to say, there's only one name on the door here, and that's Disney. So the chance to show off what we do is less thrilling for us as it is for fans to meet us. Dave says the pavilion has been designed to get visitors to give visitors a real look of how Imagineers work and even a peek of hush hush works in progress. Mm. Quote, we have a technology called DISH, which stands for Digital Immersive Showroom, and will show how it helped us design several attractions. Visitors will be able to virtually ride two rides the same way we do when we're testing them. 
There'll also be teasers for Avatar and Star Wars at the at the Disney parks, as well as Disney Springs, the reimagining of Downtown Disney at Walt Disney World Resort. We'll have a play test for a, pro- a project called Adventure Trading Company, and there will be an outlet of Mickey's of Glendale. Mm-hmm. The Imagineering cast members store the Imagineering cast members store, because all great attractions should end in a gift shop. <laughs> yep. There'll be some exclusive merchandise there for the expo for visitors to take home. There'll be even more than this to see, as the pavilion will showcase Imagineering history and some outstanding recent accomplishments. Other things to expect at the pavilion, a meet and greet with Captain America, who's going to be part of Marvel's Adventure Academy on the reimagined Disney Magic. Oh. Kevin looks excited. (laughs) A showing of some iconic pieces from the Imagineering Art Library, including a piece by Peter Ellenshaw that is rarely seen under blacklight, the way the painting should be viewed. Uh, some old models will also be on display, things rediscovered in the Imagineering Warehouse, which include a Western River Expedition attraction intended for the Magic Kingdom Park, and an early model for a space pavilion at Epcot that was worked on by Ray Bradbury. Hmm. Uh, panel discussions with Imagineers past and present will take place all weekend as well and all day Sunday will be dedicated to the um, to marking the 60th anniversary of Imagineering quote some Disney legends including Marty Sklar and Bob Gurr will be on hand to talk about working with Walt Disney himself Dave said. interesting that they're going to be talking about uh, updates for Star Wars Avatar Land downtown Disney that's interesting models apparently is that what it said? Uh, they have models of other stuff, some uh, rediscovered rides and things in the warehouse. But I would assume that for some of this stuff, they would bring out the models for what they're working on. You know, uh, Downtown Disney is not a surprise, so I don't think that they would mind sharing that. I can't imagine they would share details of Avatar or any of that stuff right. yet. But who knows? Um, you know, we've talked about D23 in the past. Um I would like to see them do more stuff here. Yes. I mean, I can't, you know, we do go on trips and we travel a lot. We can't go to D23. We just can't. It's just not possible to go out to Anaheim. So it would be cool if they brought some of this stuff to us here in Florida. Mm -hmm. The expo has definitely grown over the years, and it's definitely become kind of like the the Comic-Con for Disney fans, you know. And it is hard to imagine that it could come to Florida everything seems to be what they're focusing on seems to be centrally located in LA and Anaheim. So just fingers crossed that maybe they'd realize that there's a lot going out here in Florida, like oh, going yeah. on out here in Florida as well. And they could bring something to that effect here. It feels like D 23 to me is very Disneyland centric. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't feel like they include world that much. They did do the 30th anniversary of Epcot and came out here, which was nice, but it feels to me like it's very Disneyland centric. Which is fine. They can, you think it's fine? They could do whatever they want, but I just I can't join it. I can't be a part of it because it's not something that's it's wrong. Easy. For, it's wrong. It's wrong, <laughs> Teresa. Well, they need to bring it here. Something. Give me something. You know, Walt's head. Something. Bring it here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, where is it being kept right I now? I don't know, but they need to put it out somewhere. We can bring see me it. the head of Walt Disney. <laughs> that's a bit extreme. It is. Um. So you get, get to be Captain America, Teresa. Yeah. On the magic? No, at this thing. Oh, oh, oh wow. Oh. But he's going to be on 
Who's Captain Cruise. America? I mean, which in the movie who played him? He's the one that wears a giant American flag costume. Well, I know which one he is, but um, Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was also the Flash. The Flasher. What was he in the? No, film? he was he was in Fantastic Four. He was the Human Torch. Oh, the Human the Torch. But I don't. It doesn't say that he's going to be the one dressed up. I don't believe <laughs> we can imagine dressed up at all. They're going to dress up Bob Gurr. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cool guests. I mean, we've met and had a chance to talk to Marty and Bob Gurr, so that's all cool stuff. I like the fact that they're bringing out the old Imagineers in there. Bring it out. Bring it out the old people. <laughs> that's what it feels like, right? Let people meet these folks. Let them talk to them and ask them questions. That's what we all want to do. Oh, yeah, because you hear the neatest stories that you'd never see anywhere else is when you can talk to an Imagineer. And if you're if you're interested... And this kind of stuff that you're hearing about on D23, make sure you follow along with us. We have uh, Tom Bell is going to be out there uh, in California during this uh, live stream. Um, you know, he's going to have a podcast about it, I'm sure, and, and blogs and all that stuff on disunplug.com. You can you can find all this uh, live coverage of, uh, you know, while it's going on of the D23 Expo. Uh, so just stay tuned for that. Yeah, I agree. All right, that'll do it for the news. Okay. Well, I actually, I have, uh, before we go to rapid fire, I have a couple emails that I thought maybe could spark a little conversation. And this one actually has to has something to do with uh, the news story uh, that you just read about the D23 Expo and them talking about Avatar Land and, and Star Wars. Um, let's see, where is it? Okay, Adam Lehman from Kogan Station, Pennsylvania. You know where that is, guys? Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, with he he writes in and says uh, with Disney purchasing Lucasfilm and getting the rights to the Star Wars universe uh, and the eventual Avatar Land and Animal Kingdom, what do you guys uh, think would be next for Disney to add to the Walt Disney World complex? Uh, complex. If you were in the ear of the man in charge, what would you suggest they build next or develop next? Would you guys want a whole new park, maybe revolving around Animal uh, uh, Avatar or Star Wars? Uh, to a total of five at Walt Disney World, or would you rather they just added uh, those things to an existing park? What would you like to see, and and uh, would you? How would you like to see it? Uh, thanks, guys. I love listening to the show, and thank you, guys. Are hilarious, Adam Lehman. I'd like to see Imagineering going back to building new and unique things, like they did with Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean, and stop buying used stuff, yes. like movie franchises. Yes, I agree. Not a like a one note theme park where right. it's Avatar Land or Star Wars. It's like how the other parks are that they've used their creativity and come right. up with something new. They have. You a, think there's new ideas out there, though. Sure, they're well, floating around. If, if they were to create a, a fifth theme park, what they'd have to do is find that general theme that allows multiple different types of attractions mm-hmm. live within it, like like Epcot, where that's discovery and, and exploring the world. You know, a lot of things can fit into that. If you have a fifth theme park that's just Star Wars, you're limiting yourself. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. Kathy said. You're not- there's been rumors forever. Remember there was going to be nightly Beastly Kingdom or something yeah. like that? You were yeah. going to have villains night vision and- goggles and then there was going to be a, visit- a villains theme park. Yeah. I- uh, they're just gonna. I think they're just gonna put this stuff in where it fits. Right. I, I, and I don't mean where it fits thematically. I mean where it fits size wise. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think they. No, I think Disney does a good job of being thematic. I think that you know, car, talking about putting Cars Land in MGM Studios or Disney Studios 
is appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they do things appropriate that way. I don't think it's just about size. I think they think about that. But I agree with Dustin. I think, you know, you can't just have a fifth theme park that's villains. Yeah. You know, how could you make that well-rounded enough? It's got to be an overall encompassing theme where they can put stuff in. For years, they talked about doing just a coaster park. Right. Well, what? yeah. And I mean, that's, you know. <laughs> I don't think that's very Disney. I don't think no. that's very using Imagineering at their best. But um, I don't agree totally with not buying other stuff. Okay. I would like to see them go out and buy some other stuff. Like what? What do you want? Hello Kitty? What? <laughs> Betty and Veronica? I think they should buy The Walking Dead. Oh, that would be awesome. I think that wouldn't be too Disney-like. Though. Yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah, but Disney used to be Disney. I mean, you went to Disney because they had things that other people didn't have. So you want them to come up with a new character to stand beside Mickey and Minnie? Like Figment. That's what they've done. That's the majority of their business. Don't go there. Calm down, Kathy. Oh, I was complimenting Figment. (laughs) That was what the majority of their business was. I mean, granted, they used uh, Grimm's Brothers fairy tales, so it was an existing thing, but they built their own attraction. Well, I mean, look at, they, they do it now with their partnership with Pixar. Right. Pixar's created new characters that have become icons and become standards in the park. The Toy Story characters are now, and I give right. them credit for right. that. Well, now, and I think I think maybe what we'll see in the future is how the way Pixar and Disney develop those characters together and and develop uh, the ownership of that character. Uh, Disney was there from the beginning in those Pixar films, where Star Wars has had thirty years of history not being a Disney franchise but now as they create these new movies based on it maybe we will we will find um that disney storytelling in that and and how they relate together and like pixar does you know and then we can i soon identify star wars characters as disney characters that could happen i think people actually do that a little bit already okay i think the star wars weekends has sort of made this integrated idea that maybe star wars is part of a Disney-ish idea of fantasy and exploration and all that stuff. I don't think it's that. Um, I don't think it's that detached. Well, especially for younger people, the young little you know Obi Wan Kenobi's coming yeah. in. They're that's all they remember, right? They weren't there in the nineteen seventies. And I think of any of any theme park as a huge Star Wars fan uh, of any theme park company that I would like to see those characters represented in. It would be Disney. That's. That's my thought. I think they're going to be the ones that that do that best. But Disney's also doing something I think they can capitalize a lot more. Is are you guys watching the uh, Once Upon a Time on ABC? Are you watching that show? Unfortunately, not. No. If you have a chance to go back, catch it on Netflix, and go back and watch it from the beginning, I think it's brilliant. I think the writing is brilliant. The character development is brilliant, and it's using standard Disney characters in a different way. So maybe that's a cool thing to think about. Yeah. Think about using those characters in a different way in an attraction or a land. Cool. Well, it sounds like we've had a, a lot of different opinions on that. Um, I want to thank Adam Lehman again for sending that in. If you want to send in an email, and Craig, if you can pull this up, you can send a, a, an email to us. Uh, it's podcast at disunplugged. Dot com. And uh, if we read your email on the show, you have your choice between a, oh, let's see, it's a uh, 
Does unplugged Plugged, uh, T-shirt or pin and lanyard and a coffee mug is also in the oh, mix. Oh, yeah. we throw in a coffee mug. Yeah, I asked Julie this. <laughs> I'm not sure how many pins there are left. Right, I think it's a shirt or coffee mug at this point. We um, found a few pins. We did find uh, Pete had a stash somewhere. Okay, but you're right. Also, Julie's added the mugs. Yeah, so we'll we'll um, we'll make sure we get in contact with you if you send in an email and sort that out. All right. Thank you guys for discussing that with me. I thought that would be fun. So um, now we're going to do some rapid fires. John, if you could uh, start us off. Oh, the email segment was short. Well, well, I've got another one for later. I've got another one for later. (laughs) Uh, My uh, rapid fire kind of fell apart on me today. Oh. Um, I was all excited to do the discount. Storm coming or what? What? Was it the storm coming to town? I was all excited to do talk about the discounts we've been hearing about. Big rumors, a lot of talk on the boards about the discounts coming to Walt Disney World. They are coming, but there was no official announcement before we recorded the show. Um, the rumor is that free dining will be extended through the end of the year with certain blackout dates as well as the room-only discount. So that's not official. That's still a rumor, but we're pretty sure it's coming. Blah, blah, blah. All right, so here's what I've done, though. Okay. Being quick-witted that I am, oh god, <laughs> I'm sorry, and able to rebound as quickly as I can, um, I am going to talk about discounts that were just released today for Disneyland, the Disneyland oh, Resort. Mm-hmm. Very exciting, isn't wow. it? Twenty uh, percent off of rooms at Disneyland Resort hotels for most stays, Sunday through Thursday <laughs> nights, August 25th through September 28th, 2013. Uh, includes Disney's California Hotel and Spa, the renovated Disneyland Hotel, and Disney's Paradise Pier. Mm-hmm. Um, your booking for these, uh, you can book between July 30th and September 5th, 2013. Travel window, uh, August 25th through September 28th, 2013. Travel must be completed by September 29th, 2013. Which is different from World. With a, usually with a, I apologize, with a Walt Disney World reservation, you can have your stay start the last day of the discount, and it's good for your entire stay. Ah. Um, is this also a slow period for, for Disneyland as well? I know there's a different audience, a different kind of crowd out at Disneyland, but, you know, end of August, September is typically not so busy for us here at Disney yeah. World. Typical all over school starts, kids are back in school. But if you notice, it's uh, Sunday through Thursday nights. So they still expect locals to come in Friday, Saturday night. So that's why it's, you know, limited to those days. But uh, if you're looking for a quote for Disneyland reservation, you can go to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. You can fill out one of our forms or write to me, john at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and I'll make sure you get to one of our Disneyland specialists to give you a quote and back to the the rumor thing one of the advantages of working with dreams is that if a discount should be released and you have a reservation with us we'll be on the phone with disney rather than you having to call and see what's going on we keep our clients informed as to what's going on and i can tell you i mean you guys you know i'm proud of my agents because just because i am and i have the right to be but these guys have been crazed uh they've got their clients together they're excited they're trying to get their clients these discounts 
we've been going back and forth in email, who knows anything, what what have you heard? We're very jazzed up to get our clients these discounts. So I'm really proud of our agents for being on top of this. But I also know that they were a little bit sad that we, we thought we were going to hear it mm-hmm. on Monday. So it kind of you know pulls the plug on us that we're all jazzed and ready to go. So and hopefully I, soon. I would also say if you call Disney, don't yell at the cast member. They're not the ones that are coming out with the discount. They're just the ones that can tell you if there is a discount or not. I've read more posts of people that were nasty with the cast members. I actually felt sorry for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, please don't do that Pitiful. for sure. All right, that's my rapid fire. Thank you, John. Kevin? Disney World is offering military discounts for theme park tickets. Okay. Beginning August 12th, a four-day military promotion ticket with Park Hopper will sell for $169. A four-day military ticket with a water park, fun, and more option will sell for $169. Oh, they're the same price, but one is a Park Hopper, one just has the water park and more. <laughs> right, no Park Hopper, <laughs> but just the extra stuff. They're $169. <laughs> uh, the version with Park Hopping Powers and Water Park Fun... Powers. Okay, they're 169 <laughs> <laughs> The tickets will be valid September 29th, 2013 through September 27th, 2014. Blackout dates include December 20th through the 31st and April 13th through the 20th for the four theme parks and two water parks. In addition, the Magic Kingdom is blacked out on July 4th. Military personnel, including the National Guard and reservists, can purchase the tickets for themselves and up to five other family members or friends. No more than six military promotion tickets can be purchased by any eligible member of the military, U.S. military or spouse with this offer. Tickets must be used by September 27th, and they are non-transferable. There will also be some hotel rooms at different Disney World properties for that will be discounted for the military oh, during this time. Good. Your... Dreams Unlimited Travel Agent can help you get military tickets. Okay. Thank you, Kevin. No, actually... We cannot. Right. We oh. can't. Your Dreams Unlimited Travel Agent can help you get discounted mil- rooms with a military yes. discount. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yes. Yeah, these tickets can only be purchased uh, on the base or at ticket windows uh, with a military ID. They can't can be you get it at Shades of Green? Military personnel can call 407-939-7830 or participating U.S. military ticket offices. And they can also go back into our old library of collections and watch Sean's segment on military stays at... Our library of collections? Is that like the Disney vault? (laughs) Back into the vault. (laughs) Go into the vault. This is also true for Disneyland. Yeah. 169. Our, our book of treasures. Yeah, <laughs> book of if, secrets. If you, book of secrets. Craig has a point, though. If you are if you are in the military and you are looking um, to, to plan a vacation at Walt Disney World, I think there's a really comprehensive review we did on it, not only on our uh, audio feed and iTunes, but also on YouTube. We have the full show up, uh, show up there, um, the military discounts episode that we did a few months back uh, with Sean and, um, and William. And William. So definitely want to check that out if you're I in the military. I love William. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> well, he's sweet. Okay. Sean is too. Okay. Thank you very much, Kevin. Can you just see the misfires in her brain? Yeah. I can just watch You're him so go. ugly and hateful. Are you ready for me? Teresa, okay. please. Phineas and Ferb will join forces with Star Wars next year in a TV special, John. Something the creators Dan Provenmeyer and Jeff Swampy Marsh have been planning ever since they heard that Disney has purchased Lucasfilm last year. Provenmeyer said, when I saw the news break, I drew a picture of Doofenshmirtz as Darth Vader and texted it to the head of Disney TV animation and wrote, I smell crossover. (laughs) 
a cool. It's gonna be cool. That's cool. I think it you, is. I cannot believe we've glazed over his name as Swampy Marsh. <laughs> well, I mean, just Swampy just... Marsh. That's his name. It's always been his name. Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and went to school with him. Did you to school with him? He was cool. Hang out in the swamp. Phineas and Ferb will spend the summer living next door to Luke Skywalker and find the plans for blowing up the Death Star. Of course, problems ensue when Darth Ishensmeyer create, creates a Sithinator to blow up the rebellion. Agent P finds himself stuck in carbonite, and Ferb becomes an evil Sith. <gasps> I can see that. I can see that. Can you see yeah, that? Yeah, That's It's going to be awesome. It's already begun. Next month, the first crossover show, show with another of Disney's newest acquisitions, Phineas and Ferb Mission Marvel from the Marvel so you know, okay. will premiere. Yeah, I love it. Did you guys ever see the uh, the Family Guy crossovers for the Star Wars? I, I picture that in my head. I mean, yeah. those. Uh, so the, and I love I love Phineas and Ferb. I, it's so funny. Uh, this will be great. Don't you Star love Wars. it, John? Swampy Marsh. Swampy, Swampy Marsh. Marsh. <laughs> it's a cool dude. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Okay. Thank you, Teresa. Kathy, I know Be you have something exciting. She does. Oh, yes, Props. I do. Okay, first. <gasps> Props. <laughs> We're going to have a moment of silence for Figment to start off my rapid fire. For those of you listening. <laughs> Kathy, push that forward a little bit so we can see the horns. For those of you listening, Kathy is wearing a uh, Figment Mickey I didn't want to wear my Figment shirt. I didn't want to go overboard. <laughs> But anyway, there's rumors out there that the Imagination Pavilion is set to close January 2nd, 2014. And I want to tell you, last week when I heard this, it was a sad day in the Whirling household. I would imagine. Um, I've seen the same rumor on a number of sites, and nobody's exactly sure what's going to happen. Disney hasn't announced this yet. Um, Your choices seem to be... Phineas and Ferb is going to be incorporated into the Figment ride. Which oh, no, they I, shouldn't do that. That's weird. Or um, Dreamfinder is going to come back, the first version of Figment. Well, that could be interesting. If that came back, yeah. I'd be happy. Um, if it turns out that they're closing it, I'll be chained to the front door. I'm saying <laughs> this. I will be there. Well, have you gotten your binge riding fix yet? Have you ridden it like I have times gone over several times? Yes, yeah. I've told my daughter-in-law she has to have the baby before the end of the year because that's the ride I take all my grandchildren on for their first ride. So she has to hurry up and have the baby. <laughs> push him out. Push him really? out. Push him out. Yes, she could birth it on the ride. Oh my! That's even better. Okay. That's even better. Wow. Okay. I was not expecting what? that. I didn't say a word. This is my listening face. Is that your listening face? <laughs> and so not to intrude on Dizapalooza, but we're going to probably have an unofficial Diz ride again like we did yeah. one other time. So other people who enjoy Figment as much as I do can ride it I one like last Figment. time. It's such a happy, happy All little three song. Of you so what, what feeling do you have as far as the the permanence of this closure like they're definitely there's a question mark at the end of it you know it's just yes definitely gonna get a whole new face or is this well they're saying it's going to be closed for a year okay so when i hear that it's either the wonders of life <laughs> pavilion kind of thing yeah. you know because captain eo's going away like you said you know that you're having your puppies. heart removed or something. <laughs> oh, that's a long time yes, now. it is. So that means something big, right? Well, or in Disney, you know, like, like the, Dis- the Disney As the Chatterati have pointed out, like, he's going to live with the lights of winter. Yeah, yes. Oh, my Lord. Yes. <laughs> I can go visit Figment in the lights in the same field where they... I but know, anyway, I know this you is love, due to guest to me. It is. I know you love Figment, and I know you love this ride, but I think at some point we have to acknowledge the fact that this is... Classic. A large space 
that is not being utilized. That there's just not crowds going to this ride the way they go to other rides. So there, Disney has to do something. I don't know what it is, and it still could have figment in it, so don't kill me. It's going to be another store <laughs> in Ryan. But they have to do something that brings people over to that oh, pavilion. No, I agree with you for that, but money-wise for merchandise... Figment does bring in up to like a half a million dollars a year. It, it does bring in money for Disney. So whether they want to use that whole pavilion for that, I, I just don't. It would be an insult to me if they did it with Phineas a and half Ferb. Half a million? Half a million. I mean, that's still, that's, that's would, not billions. I don't, but I don't disagree with that number. I think that that's. You know, Figment and is the Stitch's great escape of, Esca, of Epcot. But no, 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 no. That's, no. that's harsh. No. I'm just saying. I do have you ever waited? Draw that line? line in the sand right there. No, yeah. I, no. I do feel, however, though, that uh, Figment has that kind of nostalgia quality to him. He has a cult following in a, in, in a way similar to some of the characters from attractions long gone, like the Orange Bird or something like that. And, and they brought Orange Bird back. Right. Yeah, but he doesn't have his own ride. He doesn't have a pavilion. I'm sorry. They brought it back. <laughs> you know, like there was you now, know, a me, little defibrillator. No, fig- Clear. Figment to me. You know, I don't know if it's because like one of the very first rides I ever rode when I came to Disney. But to me, that that is like the pure essence of Disney. You know, maybe the ride is lame, but like that one little spark. Like, you think She's going to say How long has it been there? Spark. How long has it been there? It's been there since so shortly after the park opened. Right. It's, it's, it's gone through. Yeah. Is this, is this something that Walt thought up or is this no. something that came no. after? No. no. So it's long afterwards. Okay. That doesn't. It's still good, though. It's still cool. But. I'm, I'm, I'm taking names here, okay? Because I got a number of messages on Facebook Teresa's last week that supported me. Kathy. No, I, I agree with Kathy that there is a nostalgia to Figment. People love Figment. There is. You know, tons of people out there. I just think that they missed the mark with this ride. That it's not exciting. It's not fun. It's not stuff that people are lining up to see. And it's a waste of space. So let's put something in there that's really cool. And it can have figment in it. Is the little Michael Jackson thing going away too? Yes. It's it's going away. Now, what they did in that pavilion, you know, I think that needs something. Now, if they brought back figment in its original form i think you would get a lot more people well, did he look something, different something oh, completely totally different. different why not use something really cool use you know um that hologram technology or use something yeah. to make a really great oh, experience i think you know tupac me figment? Yeah, tupac. <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking christopher walken but <laughs> i'm pretty easily swayed by what disney does yeah. but i don't want to see that they just got rid of figment without like exploring the ideas and I haven't jumped off any bridge or chained myself to any building yeah. until yeah. I until I hear it from Disney because so far there's been no official word Teresa, are you reading the chat wait a minute your fan is in her shot one of the one of the chatterati has come up with a brilliant idea okay they should do like a Buzz Lightyear so you can shoot it oh who said that who said that's that that's hurtful let me get names huh yeah get names <laughs> I'll be wrong. checking the chat later, people. Be I think log. the Check big thing to remember in all this is that the rumor started from a Facebook post by Epcot Forever, like a fan blog written by Epcot. So they—they they is this a rumor? Or is this real? It's, no, this it's is a, a very rumor. Big rumor. Yeah. 
Tell her it again oh, how it's okay like... that Walt didn't think of this. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got all upset because it's a rumor. Yeah. Should have calmed down a little bit. It, it was it was like somebody died at our house last it week. It was it was I yeah. So, it was well, if, sad. if they do end up closing for a year, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. And I know that you yes. will be chained to the building. Yes, I will. I will. Me and all my other Diz friends. Oh, well, there are four of you. That yeah. might be the attraction oh, in and of itself. That was hard. <laughs> they chained to the building. That could bring people yes. to that side of mm-hmm. the park. It could. And if they're really good, I'll sing the song for them. <laughs> yeah. A little spark of- Okay. Well, thank you very much for that, Kathy. I'm interested to see what the future holds for imagination. <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> you should Is really- it not great fun to torture? <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't you need to work on your sincere voice. Oh. <laughs> I am interested to see. I am. Well, before we wrap up the new show, I, I had another email that I wanted to read. I thought, again... Wait, about, wait, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. You guys, go right ahead. We were forgotten. You were forgotten. forgotten. Sean. Look. All right, I just have a quick one. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't of, have to be quick. You can go. World of Color has a new show coming uh, for this winter. Uh, the Disneyland Resort has announced that a brand new version of World of Color is coming to uh, DCA. Uh, World of Color Winter Dreams will feature all of your favorite Disney classics celebrating the magic of winter and will be hosted by Olaf, which is a new snowman from, a, uh, from the new Disney animated film Frozen. Right. It's kind of an odd-looking snowman. It's kind of like two tiers. I'm leaning into the microphone. Where's he at? Um, we don't There's have a picture, a picture of, him here. of him. We don't own the copyright to it. Um, but you can just picture it in your head. Um, it's debuting. <laughs> okay. It's your eyes. A two-tiered snow. Is, is he round? Rent a video. <laughs> if you um, if you see the teaser for Frozen, you'll see the the snowman. Um, but this new show is debuting on November fifteenth. Frozone. And, and that'll be kind of there. No, 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 not Frozone. Olaf. Oh. Olaf. Frozone is from The Incredibles. I know, I love him. Yeah, it's a different thing. But this will have Christmas stuff. It'll have prep and landing. And that's, uh, I don't cool like Christmas prep and landing. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, we love prep and landing. Do you? Oh, we do. I'm yeah. not sure I know what that is. That's a Disney cartoon they you put out for Christmas. You haven't been canceled. I don't think Teresa works. I think she just sits around all day practicing her reactions. <laughs> <laughs> what the crap does that mean? 50 ways to gasp. <laughs> Um, yes, nice in thing, the mirror every morning I exercise my gasping. Okay. The nice thing about prep and landing is that it's not been played to death. So they show it maybe once, maybe twice a season okay. when they do the 25 days of Christmas. Yeah. So look for it this year. We think it's yeah, great. Okay. Not the first one. The first one, not the second oh, okay. one. Well, this is definitely a perfect way for them to incorporate their, their new film, uh, Frozen, into a holiday nighttime spectacular it's what disney does best you know the synergistic aspect of it and you know what i'm sure people who love world of color will (laughs) also love the fact that it's changed up a little bit the same way we like it when our fireworks and shows are changed up a little bit or taken away our chatterati is still concerned about us shooting at figment (laughs) (laughs) it is florida you know Craig, what's your rapid fire? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy, you know you're not the host, right? I know. I'm burning up, though. Move on. <laughs> okay, my rapid fire is that uh, Gary Sinise is Told you. added called it. to Epcot's candlelight processional lineup. Right? No, not for Christmas. We were right. No, you not said for yet. Christmas. No, we said, we said Gary added. Sinise was coming back. You he can't stay over. thought it might be Christmas Day. I thought day. it might be Christmas Day. I love Gary Sinise, though. Yeah. You're dogging him? What day is it going to be? It's He's going to be the first weekend. So right. June second. Well, <laughs> it's already happened. Gary Sinise looks an awful lot like Gina Davis in that picture. Well, you know he's a cross dresser. He wears the wig for the show. <laughs> he does look like Gina Davis in that picture. It's because it is Gina. Did they announce? Oh, the okay. First, oh, that they? was from the first time we met. 
It was actually, yeah. yeah. Oh lord. Oh, how oh. sweet. Oh. It's like an anniversary <laughs> show. Yeah, throw up. It's the so first sweet. time we met. Oh my gosh. Cool. Ah uh, yes, I remember it well. Thank you very so much. So did they announce who was oh. Christmas? I'm sorry, Dustin. That's, that's fine. No, no, I so think that one's still open. Yeah. Yeah. That's wow. a surprise. Jesus. Thank you, Craig, for that. Um, before we wrap up, I had uh, one more email again that I thought would uh, spark a little conversation. Kind of get some... That's uh, what you said the last time. And it did. I thought, anyway. Spark. Go ahead. Okay. One, okay. Little, one little spark. It's okay, Figment. They're talking about you yet. She pets her hat. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Tina Carter from Raleigh, North Carolina, writes in, I always want to hear more about the best-kept secrets. No, I don't mean DVC. It could be someone's best-kept someone's best kept secret. So I learn so much from topics like this. Uh, I love uh, the ice cream shop at Beach Club, but didn't hear about it until my fifth trip. What is the best place to watch fireworks in Magic Kingdom? All that kind of stuff. So they love that stuff. So she's not asking us that question. She's asking us like personally yeah, what's what, our best kept what's secret your, what's your best kept secret something that you love to do that maybe you didn't find out immediately but now that you're a, a, a Disney expert what's that one thing that you do that maybe other people don't realize that they can do I know for me what I like to do is I like to spend as much time in the world showcase pavilions as possible um, usually Germany and Italy and stuff like that because as as a kid that didn't interest me and I spent years and years uh, never really getting into that. I just wanted to ride the rides. I just Epcot was a half day for me and my family. And now I could spend all day in Epcot. And, and learning, learning from those experiences at the World Showcases, uh, I, I can't stress that enough. That and appreciating I think. the details. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that I think is overlooked by people, especially with young children. But I... I, that's that's my that's my thing that I I've learned over the years and I love World Showcase pavilions. Teresa looks like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, just listening. <laughs> yeah. My tip or thing that I like to share with people is when you're going to Magic Kingdom and you're taking the monorail, don't get in the left-hand lane. Good one. Good one. Because if you stand in the line and you watch the left-hand side as it goes up the ramp and goes to load onto the monorail cannot load as many people on, so the line moves much slower. If you want to get on a monorail and on your way to Magic Kingdom, get in the right-hand lane. And if it's a busy time of the year, like around Christmas or whatever, a lot of times they'll have buses running from the TTC area. And if you pay attention, you can jump on a bus right there and you can be over to Magic Kingdom in no time. And it's much faster. It, when you see those lines that, you know, the queue lines that snake mm-hmm. back and forth, I saw that the one, this last Christmas, and I was over to the Magic Kingdom in like five minutes. So look around when you're there. You know, it doesn't always have to be the monorail. Yeah. You know, there might be a bus that's faster, but right hand lane going up the ramp. <laughs> Handy dandy tip. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's why you always get there yeah. before me. Right? I know I surprised yes. you guys with this stuff, but it's it, all right. Yeah. Um, Anybody else have one? Yeah. I have one. Okay. I have two. Okay. Ooh. Two. Perfect. My first one. <laughs> two. Two. Two tips in one. Okay, Ken Chocula, come on. <laughs> I have two. My first one is always go to Morocco and drink the desert rose, the little frosty thing. Oh my gosh, it's so refreshing. I had that. You have it? Mm-mm. Is it an alcoholic you're, you're burning, drink? You're burning, you're hot, you want to stop, 
you're into the world showcase and it'll cool you. It'll stop. It'll keep you cool. This is alcoholic? I think she's no, cool. it's no. not alcoholic. Okay. Yeah. Where, do, where do you get it? Uh, the little outside kiosk at, in Morocco. Okay. There's two little cute dudes. They're shorter than they really think because they're, they're really tall, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're really nice. You're talking about the stand that makes the drinks. Yes. Not yeah. Actually, the yes, food the little stand. Area. Yeah, it's cool. Okay. It's cool. It's really good. The Desert Rose. Desert Rose, yeah. Have they have try. others, but that's the one I That like. was one. That was one. Number two is, Number is a cruise line one. Okay. When you're, you know, all the ice cream you want, right? Don't use the little friggin' cup they give you. Go over to the drink station, get the big cup, and go back and get your ice cream that way. You so, get more ice cream. So one of, like a, a soda Get cup. a soda cup mm-hmm. and take it back over to the ice cream station and fill her up. You don't have to go back as often. <laughs> I, or you could bring like one of those big salad bowls from you home. You could. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a tub. Just Don't over to where the garbage is and get one of those cans. I was going to expand on that and say if you book with Dreams Unlimited Travel Oh Lord, plug, and you plug. go on a cruise and you get one of these cups, you could use that for your ice cream. You could. Sure. Okay. Fill that up. My tip is if you call Teresa and buy one of her Diz shirts, <laughs> it will keep you much cooler in the park. They have oh, cooling properties. Do you have one you could hold I have one here. There's one in the back there. They're just playing. Craig's supposed to be wearing Craig, it. Lift it up so we not. can see what it is. Model it like you're on the runway. <laughs> Teresa will ship those to you from the Welcome Center. Fourteen ninety five. That is nice. a deal. What's the back uh, look like? The back's plain white. The back uh, looks like the front without the decal. Yeah. <laughs> that was designed specifically for that reason. Fourteen ninety five. Size is small to two X. We've got a lot of other cool stuff out at the uh, Welcome Center as we well. We do. We do. Yeah. I'm trying to spark. And if some you call Teresa, you can hear her gasp in person. <laughs> yes. Excellent. How about you guys back there? Um, I don't know. I didn't really have anything prepared, but right. kind of what John said uh, with uh, so how hot it is outside right now. Uh, you can get free water at any quick service, so don't have any like hesitation to go up to any counter and just be like, "Can I have a glass of water?" And they'll usually only give you the small one. Very rarely will they give you the full-size cup of water, but yeah. you can ask for as many as you want, and it's free. So if there's no wait to a counter, just go right up and get free water. Or mm-hmm. call Teresa at the Welcome Center and get your Diz Hydro Flask. Mm-hmm. And that will keep water cool all day. And then she'll teach you how to gasp. She will. What she'll the? give you gasping. <gasps> That's it. That's babe. a good one, right? And if you haven't <laughs> for used me, that, the fan. <laughs> there's nothing authentic about her. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't used the Frog Tog, that's another good thing yeah. for the summertime. You guys used it. And told me about it, and now there's another brand that I use. If you I take that with you to the those. parks, they're just awesome. You know, it's kind of, it works, but it's kind of disgusting. You've got this <laughs> yeah, slimy, wet is. thing yeah. around your neck. But still, I used to, used to uh, go into the restrooms and get a paper towel and just damp it and put it on my neck. It's not so obvious. You saved yourself fifteen ninety nine. But still. Or you it, could do Katie's where she puts the dish towel. You that's can, a little, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> Hey, Teresa. That's a little crazy. Jillian is saying that the Desert Rose has pomegranate liqueur and sparkling wine in it. Well, my girls have been drinking it for years. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe that you can get it non-alcoholic. It. Oh, okay. Yeah, because There's two versions? There is. I, maybe there are. I don't know. Because we always get the non-alcoholic because I cheap and I just want to buy one and just give the girls just a few sips. So they have <laughs> Cool. No wonder why Grace is so happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, well, I, have an, I have one. Sure. Did you ahead. have one, Kevin? No, I, I, I might. Depending on what I say. Um, One of the things that a lot of people don't know is that a lot of the backstage areas at Disney are actually guest accessible. They're backstage, but they're also made in a way because guests have to go through them. Now, you're not talking about within the theme parks themselves. No, no, I'm not. I'm talking about outside of theme parks, outside of resorts. Driving around Disney property, there's a lot of backstage areas you can see that are not restricted. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they're just common areas. Um, 
Kevin and I have what we do is we call it the John and Kevin tour. When people come to town, we give them our version of the backstage tour, and we show them things that you wouldn't normally say. So if you have a car, hmm? what do you charge? (laughs) It's none of your business. We just tell people if they're stopped by the Disney police that they don't know who John and Kevin are. (laughs) So if you have a car, don't be afraid to drive places where you think you might not be able to go. If you're not supposed to go there, there'll be a guard gate. Right. right. And they will stop you and they will not let you go past. But there's some really cool backstage quote unquote areas and they're what Disney calls show ready because they're intended for guests to be able to see them because they can't control whether guests see them or not. You won't really see something top, top secret, but it's cool. If you drive past the contemporary, between the contemporary and Space Mountain, you can see where the monorails sleep at night and the Mm -hmm. train. Just just to point out, though, there are signs that say authorized vehicles only. We're authorized. Right. So there's that road that we're talking about. If you go behind the Magic Kingdom, that's an all-access road. There are no... And you can look to the left and to the right and see some cool stuff. We're not suggesting that they get out and tinker with the monorail. (laughs) You know, one time we did that, and there was a VIP bus went by, which was the characters on the bus, but the characters didn't have their heads on. Oh. And. That's not good. You know, I, I was a little upset by that because. You mean you their hats, that, right? And right. They didn't have their hats right. on. That, well, I think you have to expect that if you're going to do something like that for the purpose of going somewhere that most guests don't go, you might see something that could affect the magic. They all ride around in a little bus together? They do. <laughs> kind of like we all live in a clubhouse together. I was yeah. People think we all live together. <laughs> yes, we do. But you would, I wouldn't put VIP on the front of the bus because that makes you want to look. Right. That's a good point. I don't really have anyone. No. I was just torturing Jen. Okay. Well, cool. Well, thank you, John. Thank you, everybody, for uh, indulging me there. Appreciate it. And again, if you wanna if you wanna send us an email, uh, you can go uh, send your email at diz, uh, podcast at disunplug.com and and we'll get in touch with you. All right. Well, that is gonna do it for this episode of the Diz Unplug. We hope you enjoy it, and make sure you stick around for our adventures by Disney backstage magic beyond the park segment. That's coming up next. Until next time, have a great week, everyone.